Yeah, yeah. Lavelovich. It's that Zarface shit. Murder is wordplay. Uh huh. My verb slay. What? You heard me? Yeah. Yo. Go Yo. On. Let's go. More rings than Mario Welly rocking the belly. On Bond Street, ordering salmon only the belly. Yo, 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 yo. What up, what up? How y'all doing? <laughs> hey, this is Chris Latori, and yes, you are listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 19. Thank you for, if you already do, thank you for following us on all the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Sunspots Comics. If you don't, please do. Appreciate it. And if you haven't already done it, please jump over to iTunes and give us a five-star review. We'd appreciate the love. We do our best to give you the best. That's what it's all about. But uh, thank you for joining us. Thanks for looking at the website, Sunspots Comics, from time to time. And also checking out Zombie Destroyers, where I will be creating a webcomic very soon. Every day it's like a little bit closer, a little bit closer, a little bit closer, a little bit closer. (laughs) But still so, so, so much to do. Such a long way to go. But anyway, sorry if the voice sounds weird. I think I got some of the Comic-Con crud. I was at Long Beach Comic-Con with my friend Mike Norris and my wife Patsy. Hi to both of you. Hello. And man, this this episode is just jam-packed. I say that all the time, but this one is truly jam-packed. It's like when you... It's like you're taking a full-blown extra-large t-shirt and just cramming it into your front pocket. That's what it feels like. Just jammed in there. But man, I tell you, Long Beach Comic Con, I had a blast. All the cosplayers, all the booths. I got the Shattered Empire Star Wars number one variant. Looks awesome. Luke holding Darth Vader in his arms. And I even picked up number four and five of Silver by Dark Planet Publishers from Mr. Stefan Falk. Sorry if I mispronounced that, Stefan. But I have a little interview with him later. And I'm so glad that I got Silver number four and five because the comic book shops don't cover it. It's not in the Diamond Publisher, so you have to get it from him direct. And so I'm glad I saw him there, Mr. Stefan Frank, writing Silver. And oh, I picked up this this art book from Arthur Adams. I mean, if you don't know who Arthur Adams is, just look him up. I mean, amazing artist from things like Uncanny X-Men, Excalibur, X-Factor, Fantastic Four, Hulk, Ultimate X, Rocketeer, Vampirilla. It just goes on and on and on. Godzilla, Creature from the Black Lagoon. His monster work is ridiculous. He's Eisner winner. Just the way he does, like the Creature from the Black Lagoon. And, ugh, just, uh... He even does, like, uh, the villain from... The name escapes me, of course, but from The Little Mermaid. Like, his own little take on it. Uh, the, the evil tentacle octopus woman. <laughs> but I just love the way he does monsters. I was feeling it at the time, and he signed it. Uh, Arthur Adams. Awesome. And then, maybe my, my favorite piece, or prize piece, was this hardbound book, $50, 3,000 moments from an artist named Pascal Campion. Said he's from the south of France. He even did inside, signed it, of course, and did this this gigantic rocket raccoon uh, signing for me, which I'll, I'll post soon, but man, it's gorgeous. And his art style is, is very European, you can tell, but he even did covers for Marvel, and they're in the back here, Wolverine, Spider-Man, etc. Gorgeous, beautiful. So check out Pascal Campion and that book, 3,000 Moments. Gorgeous. I'll post it up there, and I guess it's site too, pascalcampion.com. And I'll, I'll plug all that stuff later. But it was just a blast, and uh, it was a whole lot of fun. If you don't do the Comic-Cons, you have to. You have to get out there and do it. It's just a blast, and I got my tickets on Gold Star at a discount. So, goldstar.com, check it out. They do sell some of the 
comic book convention websites at a discount of tickets. So check it out. Very, very good at Gold Star. And I tell you, beyond, uh, uh, I mean, even the, the top five reviews I go into, there's just a whole bunch of interviews I have. I have a humongous surprise and there's someone that I said hello to that I will never, ever forget. My life will be forever changed. But I have some interviews with some, some people. I have the fans. You guys. You. You. Yeah, you. Um, some interviews some that I did with some fans. I had just, I don't know, 15 little goodies to give away. And I would stop people and say, hey, you want to be on a podcast? Maybe interview you really quick. Just threw some stuff out there off the cuff. <laughs> and uh, gave them a prize in my business card in hopes to make a friend. Who knows? Gather some, some people on the social medias and share their social media. Of course, their, their how to reach them, and etc. So it was, just, it was just fun. And that's why the throat is the way the throat is. But, uh, <laughs> so yeah, we'll go over. I have five um, comic book feel-good factoid freebies as well. And... And then I jump into just one quick AI story, and uh, and I'm gonna have a, a, a like a giveaway very soon, and I'll talk about that uh, kind of at the end. But I'm gonna jump right now into the outside of the Long Beach Comic Con, uh, just sort of short interview with me and Mike Norris, Michael Norris. Thank you for joining me again. It was a whole lot of fun. Had a blast with Michael Norris there, and we just discuss what to kind of expect. What what were we thinking? What are we doing? Why? <laughs> but uh, let's jump right into that. So here you go. Here's here's me and Michael Norris talking outside Long Beach Comic Con, getting ready to go in. Enjoy. Joker with that silver face. All right, here we are, Mike, standing in front of the entrance at the Long Beach Convention Center, ready to go into Long Beach Comic Con. It's Saturday, around ten thirty. How you feeling, Mike? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. It's gonna be a good day. So I'm here with Mike Norris, my buddy. We're about ready to go in to the Long Beach Comic Con and. So what are you what are you here for, Mike? Like what why are you here? I'm just here to hang out. I want to go check it out. It's been a long time since I've been to a convention, so I think it'll be fun. I think so too. What do you look for? What do you hope to get? What do you is there are there gets here for you or is it just you kind of wander around mosey like a like a leaf on the like like a leaf on the wind? I'm just gonna wander around like a leaf on the wind, man. <laughs> I just have no clue. There's nothing like no agenda for me. I just want to see a bunch of stuff. Me too. I'm kind of in the same neighborhood. That's why it's, it's easy to go to a convention with you because it's. It, I just float around. I just kind of see whatever jumps out. Something unique. Something different. Something that really kind of like, ooh, that's 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 something else. Yeah, you know. And I'm kind of here for the nostalgia factor too. I want to see what they have now. You know, like I said, it's been a long time, so I want to see what's out. Right, and it's isn't it nuts how it's just not about comics now, right? We're probably going to see a bunch of video game developers, a bunch of movie f- crap, and TV show things. Yeah, you know, it's like looking at the cosplayers, there's like a bunch of them, I have no clue what they are, and it's like, I just feel out of touch with it, so it's going to be cool. You know most of them, though, come on. Uh, I know a chunk of them, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's kind of fun to see. I like, I like looking for cross-players, you know, the ones that like change the, change the sex, like, you know, the, the Joker girl, and uh, we just saw a lady, Lady Hawkeye, right? Lady Hawkeye, and then there was a Lady Robin. Right, Lady Robin. I like when they mix that up. I, but you don't see it go the other way. Like you don't see guys do girl care. You don't see a, a like a like a female harlequin. Female harlequin. I mean a male harlequin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that one. That one's a little. <laughs> that's a little odd. Like, some other it's funny you say that. I'm. That's me next year. Just so you know. Well, you know, <laughs> I thought that was you on Monday. <laughs> right, Monday. Well, here we go. We're going in. So the line's starting to move. We'll check in here in a second. Just some initial thoughts on what we're expecting here at Long Beach Comic Con. I, I am. I'm excited. I can't wait to get in there and just delve into the nerd fortress of the world. Yeah, I'm excited too, man. It's, as soon as we get through this line, we'll be in there and get to see everything. 
So. Yeah, it's a bit of a nasty line. Pretty long, pretty lengthy, girthy. Well, we'll check in again very soon once we get inside. So after that gigantic line, about 30 minutes or so, we finally got in and me and Michael decided to just walk the floor. It's what I like to do. So luckily he went along with that. Thanks, Michael. I, I wanted to go through every single row, just a once through, just shoulder to shoulder with people, which it wasn't actually that crowded. And it didn't seem all that of a giant show this year. It seemed like they were scaled down a bit. So it was kind of nice, refreshing, but then a little surprising. Like, wow, that's kind of it. We went through every single row in maybe about an hour and a half. And just to kind of get a lay of the land, you know, marking mentally, making mental notes. All right, I want to buy some stuff there. I want to buy some things here. Move along. Let's keep going. And, uh, and then we decided to just interview some people. We asked, uh, hey, would you like to be on a podcast? Would you like to win a free prize? I grabbed about 15 little goodies from, from Minions to Marvel shoelaces to Loot Crate stuff to just a grab bag of things. And I managed to stop some people and give them my card and talk to them briefly. So thank you for doing that, all of you. And here, are, here they are. There's seven interviews, and they're fun. And they're a little all over the place, but I enjoyed it. And there were some nice people. Maybe made some friends. I hope so. So here you go. So I'm here at Long Beach Comic Con with, what's your name? Richard. Richard. And I'm actually just trying to hit you up with a trivia question for a prize. You're going to win a prize either way, but if you can answer this, you'll get the grand prize, all right? There's a gentleman here today that's the co-creator of Wolverine. What's his first name? Len. Boom! Yes, you win the grand prize and a mini prize. And uh, where can my fans find you on social media? Instagram, Uncle Rotten. Uncle Rotten? Uncle Rotten. I love that. I'll hit you up, man. And yeah, and I'll let you know where the podcast is, when it's going to be on. I'll hit you up on Instagram, and you can listen to yourself. But uh, one last question. What's been the one thing you've enjoyed here today at Long Beach Comic Con the most, if it were just down to one thing? Just hanging out with my friends. That's it. Nice. Good answer. Yeah. Yeah. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing. I appreciate it. It was nice to meet you. My name's Chris, and I'll be here in front of you. Yeah. Hey, guys. How's it going? I'm doing a podcast where I review comic books. I'm looking for comic book readers. Reader? Vaguely. Vaguely. What are you reading? Uh, right now, it's the Invincible Iron Man that I'm... That's, then you're reading. That's not vague, man. That's, that's a good series. What do you think of it so far? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's just that, you know, it's a lot of cliffhangers. That's what I like, and that's what I spend a lot of money on. So. Did you read it from the beginning? Like, uh, uh, I caught up on it probably like 20, number 20, then I started from there. So Have you checked out Superior Iron Man yet? I have not. I really want to get into it. Check it out. It's a little weird, a little different, but yeah. it's kind of cool. He creates like an app that he makes people perfect. Oh, wow. And he gives it to them for free, and then he says it's $100 a day after that. Oh, wow. That's, sounds about our economy right there. <laughs> Doesn't it? Sounds like a little bait, a little tease, and then I'm out. Well, that's, thanks for coming over and saying hi. What's your name, and uh, where can my friends find you on social media? Uh, you can find me at Twitter at Migmatix. Uh, please follow me. I'm just awesome. I'm so <laughs> that's what we do. Basically. But what's your uh, last thing? What's your one favorite thing so far in the con? You had to just pinpoint it to one. Whether it's something you looked at, bought, or just enjoyed. Yeah, dude. I just uh, picked up the... Where is it? This one. Uh, Snap. Yeah, Joe Casada, dude. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. It's like, you know, artificial intelligence. It's like, we're moving forward in the future. So I'm really excited on reading that one right now. You'll enjoy the hell out of that, man. Thanks for coming over and saying hi. I'd like to give you a free prize just for saying hello. Yeah, hang out. Hey, guys. How's it going? doing a podcast where I review comic books, giving out some free prizes today, letting my fans kind of share their social media if you'd like. So my name's Chris, by the way, from Sunspots Comics. Here's my card, by the way. 
What's your name? And uh, Marco. Yeah. And what's the one thing so far you've been ex most excited to see while you've been here at Long Beach Comic Con? Uh, Star Wars would be the the main thing that I come here every every year. Awesome. Has there been a particular item you had to buy because you saw it? I'm still looking around. So many things around. It's just hard to pick, you know, the one thing. But I'm still yeah. looking. Yeah, so much good stuff, right? And uh, what's your name? Chris And uh, what's been the one thing you've enjoyed the most seeing here at Long Beach Comic Con? Um, seeing everyone dress up and stuff. Mostly cosplay? Yeah. Do you guys read any comics? Actual comic books? No, just like the Walking Dead stuff. Pretty much Walking Dead stuff. I love the Walking Dead. You guys watching the new LA-based one, Fear the Walking Dead? Yeah. What do you think of it? The first episode was a little bit slow, but now the, the second one, it was pretty good. So we're going to see tonight how it's going to go. I agree, because they've had that two-week break, right? Yeah. yeah well, awesome. Would you like to share where you, my fans can find you on social media? Um, I don't really have any. Just like... That's good, my kid. Um, I'm at uh, Marco1279 uh, Instagram. Excellent. Yeah, I'll, I'll hit you up there and let you know the podcast so you can hear yourself. And I have a couple of prizes for you guys. So thanks for coming over. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, guys. How's it going? My name is Chris. I'm with Sunspots Comics. We do a comic book podcast on reviewing comic books. And I got some free prizes for you guys. If you just say hello, shout out to my fans. Maybe get hit, you know, hit up where they can see you on the social media. So uh, trivia question. What's been the one thing that's, that you've most enjoyed today here at Long Beach Comic Con? The one. Uh, I think uh, spending time with the kids, my kids, my kids, you know. Nice. Yeah, so that's pretty good. Are you a comic book reader? Um, not as much as my daughter. <laughs> Your daughter? And she's in the group here? She's over there. Oh, nice. And were you uh, a fan in the olden days, the old stuff? Yeah, yeah, but unfortunately I wasn't able to get them in comics, you know, circumstances. Right yeah. What's your name? Jose Ramirez. Jose, how are you? Uh, hello? What's your name? Oh, Brian. Do you read comics? What do you read currently? Comics. Uh, uh, Marvel Zombies. Good pick, dude. Are you, are you new to it, or have you been reading it for a long time? New, new of it. Uh, trying to get the old stuff. The old stuff is fantastic. Go back to number one. Yeah, before the, getting to the new stuff. The new stuff now, I haven't really read, but the old stuff, so good, man. Well, I've already got two comics, but I'm barely getting... Well, get, try to get all of them before reading the whole story. Awesome. You know, just get them all. You're, it's a safe bet, man. It's good stuff. Where can my fans find you on social media? Uh, Instagram Brian Yoshi, uh, Brian underscore Yoshi, or at Facebook Brian Yoshi. Awesome. Thanks for sharing, guys. I got a couple prizes for you, so hang tight. I'm gonna give you something. Hey guys, would you like to be featured in my podcast and win sure. a free prize? Sure. I have a prize grab bag. What's your name and what's your favorite thing so far about the the Long Beach Comic Con? My name is Matthew Hasty, and I just this is my first Comic Con ever. So I'm just astonished to see how many things are actually here. And I'm a big Harrison Ford fan. So I've, out of two whole pop collections, I found only one that carried Han Solo and I found it. And someone actually was supposed to get this, but then she sold it to me for cheaper. So I'm like, I'm going to get it. So might as well, right? Wow. Harrison Ford all the way. Awesome. Your first con ever. Like, your face just must be melting off. This is like yeah, insane. Is this is like my first convention outside of Barbershop Harmony Society International Convention. So... It's like my first other one, so it's, it's, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Well, thank you. Thanks for coming over and saying hello. Where can uh, my fans find you on social media? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at, at HastyMusicOfficial, and you can find me on YouTube, Matthew Hasty. I'm, I'm going to start doing a lot of acapella stuff sometime soon. Singing? Yeah. I go to, we both go to Orange County School of the Arts. I'm in classical voice. She's in culinary. Give me a smidge. 
Okay. Star Wars. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that. Thank you very much for sharing, and you're going to win a prize. Your friend is, what's your name? Emma. Emma, and what's your favorite thing so far been in this madness? Probably because everything here I love. <laughs> Have you had one favorite? If you had to, like, someone said, what's the one thing you've loved so far? That's a very hard choice. Uh, there's only a 70 million things here. Yeah. There's <laughs> comics. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. She found a, stu- a stuffed bantha for 10 bucks. 10? That's ridiculous. There was probably the only one in the store. Maybe. I don't know. Are you guys reading comic books? Me, not really so much. But like, if I find anything Captain America, I would like to get it. Or anything Harrison Ford. So. Are you reading comic books? Yeah. I'm, I collect them. What are you reading currently? Um, a Thor comic, like an original one. Nice. Old Thor. Yeah. Very, very nice. That's a good selection. Well, thank you guys for sure. Where can my fans find you as well on social media? Um, Magic Turtles with... Um, and, yeah, that's it. Um, I don't have Facebook. Good. It's better off that way. Well, thank you. <laughs> nice to meet you guys. Hey, guys. You guys like to be featured on a podcast? Yeah, sure. Who's the reader? Who's the, who's the biggest reader of actual comics? Nah, nah, probably you. Quantity-wise. Probably, like, not Neither? Probably you? What are you, what are you reading currently? Uh, I, don't, I don't really read comics that much. <laughs> well, what's your, what's your favorite thing you're here for? What have you really enjoyed? Uh, I enjoyed a lot of the art booths here. Those are pretty cool. Any yeah. particular artist really jumped out at you? Uh... Uh, no, they're all really good. I mean, I'm going back to buy like a couple bo- uh, posters right now. Like, I have this one artist, but I forgot her name. You see Peter Paul back over here? He does mashups where he does like Lilo and Stitch and Star Wars. Uh, yeah, yeah, we saw those. those were pretty- we're going to buy one of those large prints. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So you guys, like, w- like, if you did read a comic, what do you gravitate towards? Heroes, indies, out there stuff. What, it, what, would, what would be your, if you were going to dive in, what would you grab to? Uh, I know Jerrion likes anime. He he just loves anime so much. Uh, I guess I don't know. I'm more of a romantic comedy type of person. Awesome. There's a romantic comic publishing company here. She was in one of the booths today. Uh, I, the name escapes me. But like they only write sort of romantic indie kind of comics. You might want to check that out. Sure. <laughs> well, would you guys like a like a prize? I have a little prize for you guys for being on the podcast today. I have a trivia question though. <laughs> All right. There is a person here that co-created Wolverine. You've heard of Wolverine. What's his first name? All right. Co-created Wolverine. So it's kind of a big deal, you know, co-critically. I'll go with Muhammad. You're exactly 100% wrong. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> well, anyway, thanks for trying. You still won a prize. First name was Lynn. L E N. Guys from the 60s, right? They had like names like Lenny and Walter. So there you go. But thanks, guys. Appreciate it. So I tell you, that was a whole lot of fun. Thank you for all the people that have participated. I'll share your information so you can see it on Sunspot's comics on all the social media. And it was just a blast just walking around, talking to random people. It's always interesting that when I speak to people at Comic-Cons, just how they're not into comic books. They're there for the spectacle of a Comic-Con and movies and TV shows and artists and just a random mishmash of everything that's there. But the heart of it is comic books. You know it is. 
And that's why I love them. That's why I'll keep going to them. I'm, I'm next up going to Kamikaze Con in October. I think Halloween weekend, actually. So I'm totally, totally jazzed about that. So the next part is, wow, five interviews altogether. Well, maybe the fifth one. I don't know if we can even count it as an interview. But Peter Paul, who's this amazing artist, I go and meet him. And I bought a piece of his art, this picture of uh, Lilo and BB-8 together, mashed up. Gorgeous. I'll post a picture of that soon. And I speak to Stefan Frank of the comic book Silver. I even speak to John Schnepp, who just released a documentary on this failing, this movie that failed that Tim Burton was working on, Death of Superman Lives. The, the whole title is longer than that, but I'll be I'll highlight that as well on the social media. But he was really nice. Got to talk to John Schnepp, and then Len Wein. He is the co-creator of Wolverine and so much more. My legs were shaking when I was talking to him. There just happened to be one of those weird moments where no one was there, and I just jumped right up and just started talking to him and stuck the mic in his face, and he was really nice. And then Robert Kirkman. That's right. Well, check it out. Listen to all this. Enjoy. All right, so I'm actually here with Peter Paul. He's this wonderful artist. I'm looking at a piece that he's done with BB-8 and Lilo, which is one of my favorites. He is a fellow uh, Panoy, fellow Filipino. And we talked briefly. I've just met him, but I wanted to introduce my fans and everyone to him. So, Peter, tell us. Give us a snapshot. Tell us your style, your art, where you came from, maybe a little bit. Hi, I'm Peter Paul. Uh, I work in animation. I am currently working at DreamWorks on the Dragons TV series. Lovely. That's fantastic. It's got to be fun. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Uh, it's, uh, it's on Netflix right now. But I, I work just in the animation industry, so I work also at Disney... Universal, Warner Brothers, 20th Century Fox, you know. That's fantastic. That's great. And you're working on that, and, and your art is, is beautiful. Where did you study? Were, are you self-trained, or did you study somewhere? Uh, like most artists, we're self-trained, and then we go to school just to get more more knowledge. But, yeah, I went to Cal State Fullerton. Uh, but, yeah, basically learned on the job. <laughs> very, very nice. Well, that's a way to learn and get paid, right? <laughs> exactly. This piece right here in particular with BB-8 with ears and, and Lilo, what, where, where was your inspiration for this? You obviously love Star Wars, you love Disney, you love... I mean, it, it's just so so beautifully done. Well, I'm a big fan of Lilo and Stitch. That It's actually my favorite Disney film. Oh, high five me. High five it. You can hear the high five. <laughs> and also, uh, with the excitement of the new Star Wars film, I thought I'd, I like doing mashups. So my most successful mashup is the Sailor Moon Lilo and Stitch so I wanted to do a sequel to that so I created BB-8 and Ray that's yeah. fantastic well, where, where are you uh, located so people can just find you give us is there a booth number here I want to make sure that my fans can find you uh, the booth number is Artist Alley J3 uh, if you can find J3 but <laughs> just look for the the, the BB-8 Lilo and Stitch thing uh, What's a piece maybe you're, you're working on right now that, that might uh, entice more people to come out and see you? Uh, you mean uh, personal artwork? or? Well, I'm hoping to do more Calvin and Hobbes uh, mashups. Oh my gosh, I'm a big Calvin and Hobbes. I love it. That is fantastic. You know, uh, I want to do uh, Baymax and Hero, uh, The Professional, and a few other stuff. I have a whole list that I'm hoping to do. Wow, it's absolutely lovely. Well, thank you so much for your time, and I, I'm going to look at your work some more while I'm still here. And, and where can we find you on the Internet? Where can fans kind of sort of find your work and seek you out and look at you? 
uh, on Facebook, Adventures of P2. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, also Adventures of P2. And Tumblr. Very nice. Well, check him out, guys. Peter Paul, if you haven't seen his work, put your eyes on it. It's beautiful. Come by and visit him right here at Long Beach Comic Con. And thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for saying hi. Nice to meet you. Yes. I'm here at Long Beach Comic Con with the creator, owner, producer, writer, artist of Silver, one of my favorite comic books that I love, Mr. Stefan Frank. How are you, Stefan? I am great. How are you? I'm excellent. Just got here, so we're just getting ready to dig in. But uh, tell my listeners who maybe aren't familiar with your comic just a little bit about it. Yes, um, Silver is the continuation of the original Bram Stoker Dracula universe. It takes place 40 years later into the noir pulp era of the 1930s. And this group of men and women are, um, they are con men and women, are trying to steal precious silver from vampires. I love it. I, I, it's like a, it's swashbuckling. It has a Indiana Jonesy feel, yet very pulpy. You know, the monsters. I just love almost every aspect of it. Where, um, where is you? This five is going to be ending the arc of volume two, or where are you at now, right now? So, uh, uh, yes. Yeah, so, volume one is one, two, three, and volume two is four, five, six. The thing is, the issues as I go are getting longer and longer. Like issue six, which I finished actually last night, is thirty-eight pages. So, uh, so volume two, there's a Kickstarter going on right now for it. Um, and so, yeah, it will be 100 pages of craziness. I found you from, I remember seeing that you did work on Iron Giant, and, Iron Giant, and I, I sort of followed you from there. Um, is there any uh, talk? Is, uh, what's going to happen with Silver maybe in the near future? Can you talk about that at all? Uh, yeah. Uh, so, so, actually, there's a lot of activity on the media side for Silver right now. Just, uh, um, we're talking about different things that I actually can't talk about right now, but I'm very excited. <laughs> uh, but I would, I, very, very cool stuff. Uh, for Iron, as, as far as Iron Giant, um, yeah, I mean, it's coming out in theaters again at the end of this month. So everybody's super excited. Uh, if I understand correctly, uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but there's going to be a little thing at the beginning. You're going to see a little bit of B-roll with me in it. Uh, so, like a little glimpse of me from uh, 20 years ago. So that's fun. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! I can't wait. Well, thank you for your work. I love it. Thank you for doing a sketch in my book. And I'll put your uh, information, your website, or maybe if you can tell us your website, your social media, where all my fans can find you. Yeah, I think the easiest way is to go to darkplanetcomics.com. But you can also find me on Facebook. Uh, you can find Dark Planet on Facebook and find me, uh, Stephen Frank, uh, uh, on uh, um, on Facebook too and on uh, uh, Twitter at Stephen underscore Frank. Pretty easy to find. Thank you. And if you guys are here at Long Beach Comic Con, check out Frank. Check out Silver. Buy all the work. It's beautiful. It's just a lovely piece of art that I, I have shown so many people. But thank you very much. I appreciate your time. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Well, I'm actually here with John Schnepp. He's the director, writer, producer, creator of the documentary The Death of Superman Lives, What Happened? And I've, I haven't actually seen it yet, but I'm completely jazzed, too, so I'm, I'm going to also watch it and give it a review. But how's it going? It's going good, man. How's everything going with you? Going excellent. Just got here, just arrived. So I tell you, I'm really excited to see your documentary. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I think you'll get a kick out of it. Spent about three years making it, and... Uh... Very happy with the response so far. Everybody really digs it. And uh, it's been great going to all the different Comic-Cons and uh, hanging out with my people, you know? In the nerd fortress of the world. The nerd mecca. All Comic-Cons are your... The nerd mecca. Maybe give us a slice of something unique about it that might be kind of interesting. Well, let's see. I, I got to interview uh, not only all three writers of the project, which uh, specifically Kevin Smith, Wesley Strick, Dan Gilroy, but also got a chance to go over to London and uh, interview Tim Burton. And uh, Tim was incredibly amazing, uh, tons of insight, and uh, 
we uh, talked with John Peters, the producer, and uh, oh, so many of the conceptual artists, like probably like 15 of the conceptual artists who really put so much effort in, were, were really the main reason I wanted to do the documentary in the first place was the design work that I saw online always intrigued me. So it made me want to kind of search, and uh, I felt like there was something more, and then I uncovered like a mountain full of, uh, it was like I was on the tip of the iceberg, so to speak. So it's a very, very fun film. I mean, it would have been a, a very uh, interesting and different take on Superman uh, that I think would have uh, would have stood the test of time as far as, far as people people seeing a film from Tim Burton with Nick Cage as Superman. It would have been fun. So Awesome. Well, I can't wait to actually see it. I'm excited. Yeah, what, what was the biggest factor you believe that maybe unfortunately shelved the project? Like what was the, if, if it were just maybe down to one thing? Uh, well, it's never down to one thing, but there was contributing factors. But uh, generally it was this sort of, Warner Brothers was in a, in a point of time where they really couldn't pull the trigger on this film. There were a lot of things, a lot of plays, you know, in, in effect, so to speak. And, uh, you know, at that time they were like not 100% on uh, moving forward with this version, mainly due to uh, other, other films of theirs for the last few years just weren't making that money. So, you know, we've got to remember movies are a business. So. Well, thanks, John. I'd like to take uh, the $40 autographed alternative cover Blu-ray right here. And uh, please check out the website. If you can just search The Death of Superman Lives, your site pops right up, and it's fantastic. It's uh, www.tdoslwh.com. That's basically just The Death of Superman Lives, what happened the first letter. tdoslwh.com. You can buy the you can buy your Blu-ray right from there, right? Yes, you can, or, or just get an instant digital download if that's the way you want to rock it. So. Thank you for your time, John. I appreciate it. And, yeah, I'll take one. Let's wrap it up. Awesome. <laughs> thanks. I'm here with Len Wein, who is, uh, I mean, he's a master. Children, kids that listen to this, if you don't know who he is already, go find out. Use the internet, punch in some stuff, look at his work. It's beautiful. He's been there for years. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time to say hello. Uh, give me just, uh, or not me, because I already know, but my, my listeners, just a snapshot of who you are, what you've been doing since 1960, I was going to say nine. Thereabouts. Uh, well, let's see. I've been editor-in-chief of Marvel Comics, editor-in-chief of DC Comics, editor-in-chief of Disney Comics. I've written every major superhero in the business. I created the new X-Men, Wolverine, Swamp Thing, The Human Target, Lucius Fox, Star Labs, and I can't begin to remember what else. Uh, and I, now I work for a living. They pay me to write stuff again still. And I'm about to do a brand new Swamp Thing series with Kelly Jones. And a brand new Middleman series with Yidrigal, and I can never pronounce his last name, I'm afraid. The Swamp, Seri- the Swamp Thing series is animated? It's a new animated series, or it's a live action? Comic book series. Comic books are fantastic. That's with, with Kelly Jones, like I said, who drew the two-parter I wrote for Convergence earlier this year. Lovely, fantastic. Can't wait to look for it. Thank you. I don't want to take any more time. I, I love your work. People, if you don't know who he is, look him up. You, you'll be amazed. He's an original. He's one of our, our godfathers of comics. And thank you very much. We appreciate it. It's nice to meet you. Thank you. I had a lot of fun. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> hey, I just wanted to say hi. I'm, uh, I'm with a, I have a small podcast. I review comic books. I love everything you do. Outcast to my wife loves Invincible. She actually reads Invincible, and she's not like me. But uh, thank you for everything you've done. And what are you doing here? You had throat surgery? You're not supposed to be talking? Uh, no, I mean, I, you know, I've had some voice problems, but... I'm out of the woods now, so it's good. Nice. So, Outcast Cinemax? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, well, thank you. I wanted to meet you. Just say thank you for your work. I appreciate it. I buy it all. I collect it all. Thank you. It's nice to meet you. So there you have it. Man, that was fun. From 
the random people I walked up and met, and and from Peter Paul to Stefan Frank, John Schnepp, Len Wein, Robert Kirkman. I mean, it was just so much fun. I, I can't tell you, I really enjoyed Long Beach Comic Con. Go next year. It was a blast, and it's affordable, and it's not gigantic. And I got to tell you, it was uh, a lot, a lot of fun. Even the only ended up going to one panel, but loved it. It was on how to edit comics. So I'm definitely applying what we heard there into zombiedestroyers.com coming near you coming to our website soon but it was just so much fun and the robert kirkman thing I, I just keep reliving it over and over again in my head i feel like i blew it i probably shouldn't have stuck the mic in his face just talked to him and just had a normal conversation but i felt i had to and i was just glad i got to shake, shake his hand and actually look at him in the eye and, and stand there in front of him and, and he's an empire he's robert freaking kirkman from walking dead to Invincible, which my gosh, I love and just keeps getting better. And same with Outcast. We're going to be watching that on Cinemax and the TV shows. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. It's insane. Super Dinosaur. So that was just, it was just an absolute blast. So moving on, let's go and jump right into five comic book feel good factoid freebies. And the first one, number one, comes from Omaha.com titled comic book nerd and co-workers raise money for make-a-wish foundation so this is cool dave demarco is the first person that will flash a smile recommend a favorite comic book to you he is the co-owner of legends comics and coffee i dig that i love when you have a comic book store just mashing up with something else and coffee because i love coffee i love comic books so i would go if that was in la i'd be there anyway he talks about here that He's been in the shop, and he's been... His uh, niece, Alyssa, was diagnosed with leukemia when she was five years old. She's 23 now, and he's still actively trying to raise money for kids with cancer. And recently, they did a... In the fundraiser, for their first year, actually, he gave away a copy of the 1962 Amazing Fantasy number 15, the first appearance of of Spider-Man. They raised $8,700 for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And then the second one was the first appearances of Deadpool and Punisher, and they raised like 8200 bucks. So very cool. Of course, I'll list out all of my feel-good factoid freebie links on social medias from on Sunspots Comics. Um, you'll see those very, very soon coming up, so that's the number one. And number two is from Deadline Detroit, DeadlineDetroit.com. Who knew that MSU Library has the world's largest comic book collection? So, if you thought it was somewhere else, it isn't. It's at the MSU Library, and they are saying they have the world record of two over 250,000 comic books. Insane. And I clicked over on the link to access the database, and it's insane. Anything you can think of, any comic book you can dream of, it's in their collection. Looks like they're getting it onto microfilm, microfiche. Look that up, children, if you don't know what that is. But very cool that they are going to be the archive, the gigantic, massive, world record-breaking archive of pretty much every comic that's ever been made at over 250,000, anything you can think of. I tried to stump them and put in just random things on this database, and it's in there. Everything's in there. So check that out. And number three is from mtv.com. And Amanda Amandla Stein, Stenberg, sorry, Amandla, was, has created a comic book to empower young black women. She's best known for playing Rue in The Hunger Games. And she wrote a comic book called Niobe, which I'm going to check out. It is available online. And the Huffington Post did a fantastic little article on her saying that it's 
it's really diverse and interesting and puts uh, young black women in, in a really positive light showing them that you know how, how strong they are and smart they can be and and even this she says that uh, yeah Niobe is not really a reference to the Matrix character played by Jada Pinkett Smith but it uh, it sounds like something I'm definitely gonna check out um, she's she's younger she's English and she's writing a comic book about what she knows about so I'm going to look into that Niobe from Amanda Stenberg who played Rue in the Hunger Games so that's pretty cool and the number four is from CBR.com ComicBookResources.com and I already posted this it's the quote of the day from Chuck Wendig so Chuck Wendig wrote a book which is basically the prequel to episode 7 that's coming out uh, this Christmas I can't wait I'm so excited I guess he wrote a gay character and people are flipping out. The internet's flipping out. His rebuttal and his response on his blog to these close-minded people that were saying, eh, they shouldn't be a gay character in Star Wars, is insane and, and raw and awesome. And he uses some profanity. And I'll post it out there, but it's smart and it's bold and it's strong and it's straight up as to what his response was to people that did not like the fact that he wrote a gay character in Star Wars. So... You have to check it out. I'm going to post on that. But very cool. Very well done. I hope he doesn't have to apologize for what he said. It's how it's what he believes. And I think that's... He should stand by it. Uh, and I know Star Wars is owned by Disney, etc. And especially the profanity he used. But I hope he stands by it because he's basically like, wake up, people. You know, enough with this backwards thinking. Uh, you not embracing gay characters in fiction. It's like you're part of the effing empire. Join the rebellion. That's just a, a snip piece of his reaction to people bashing him online about writing a gay character. So I'm all for it. Hey, it's 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 the, the world we live in. And now I'm going to have to check out that book. I wasn't going to read it, but I'm, now I'm going to. <laughs> so I um, will put my eyes on it. Thanks, Chuck, for expressing your opinion. I, don't, I hope you don't have to apologize for it, but he probably will. Anyway, and the fifth and final comic book feel-good freebie factoid. <laughs> I always mix those up, but who cares? Is Batman Day. Batman Day details revealed, and I'll send the link for this. It's September 26th, Batman Day. There's going to be free comic books, free eight-page previews of Batman Robin Eternal. There's just going to be, wow, just all sort of events all over the place with them trying to promote this Batman Day. So, looks like there's still just more information to come, but I'm in. I want to see what it's all about. There's going to be things like sales and discounts and promotions at Barnes & Noble, Best Buy, Books A Million, FYE, GameStop, Hastings, Hot Top, Spencers, Apple, iTunes, Amazon, Comixology, Google Play, Nook, just to name a few of the retailers embracing Batman Day. So it's coming, folks. It's coming. September 26th, Batman Day. And that is my fifth and final comic book feel-good factoid freebie. Hope you liked all of those, because I did. And now let's take a glimpse into the world of artificial intelligence. <laughs> this one comes from TechInsider.com, and it titles Robots Will Do Almost Every Job Better Than Humans. Okay, great. A 2013 Oxford study projected that an estimated 47% of all employment in the United States is at risk of being automated. Blah. But Toby Walsh, a professor in artificial intelligence at the National Information and Communication Technology in Australia, said that in the foreseeable future, that number could be much worse. <laughs> Great. we got to compete with 
companies wanting to pay us so low and then now just robots that can pay them almost nothing? Well, he goes into great detail here and actually writes an article about how he feels that most businesses, with the way they're cutting corners now, will want to use cheap computers to take our jobs. Lovely. Another thing we have to worry about. Not only are they going to try to stabby stabby us in the face, they're going to take our jobs and then stabby stab us in the face. Great. <laughs> so that's the one. Glimpse into the world of artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Oh, and a quick announcement. I will be giving away a Batman toy. I'll show a picture of it very soon online. And I want a recommendation of a comic. I haven't read them all. I don't actually know everything and all of them in the realm of comic books. So I would like a recommendation, something you think is amazing. Only top ten, only A-plus stuff. Give me a recommendation. Send me your comic book recommendation I should be reading. If I pick your recommendation, I will send you a Batman toy. And please just send in your email to chris at sunspotscomics.com. That is my email. I will be picking one soon. So when I have some uh, letters gathered up, emails gathered up, I'll pick one and I'll read it and I'll review your request and shout out to you. And you'll get a Batman toy. So I'll speak more about it in the very near future, but that's the latest giveaway. So get in there. Put your entry in as soon as you can. Email me, chris at sunspotscomics.com. And before I go into the top five comic book picks of September 9th, um, I just got to say, I, I love that here in California, they've named this un, this storm that's coming the Godzilla El Nino. I just love that. And I want them to do that more. I hope that, uh, you know, we get earthquakes. Uh, wouldn't it be nice if they had the King Kong quake or the earthquake Hulk or something like that? Just keep going. I, I want to see more things named like Godzilla El Nino. But so far, it's, I don't know, it's just brought stickiness here. <laughs> it feels like Florida or something. But anyway, um, so <laughs> let's get into the... Uh, oh, I wanted to mention, too, about number ones. This week, there were a few number ones. Not all of them made the top five, but there was the Shattered Empire from Star Wars, number one. It, it didn't make the top five, but it was close. It was pretty good. Um, another number one was Faster Than Light by Image Comics. Did not make the top ten either. Um, and the last, oh, and there's another one called Tet, T-E-T, by IDW, about Vietnam. It did not make the top ten as well, but I just wanted to point out number ones that I do grab them, and I like to, you know, just get some good number ones and jump on when the, the, the story begins. Anyway, there will be a, in the top five, a number one that made it. So we'll get into that here. Let's jump right into it. The top five comic book picks of New Comic Book Day, Wednesday, September 9th. Let's start out with number five, and number five was Onyx from IDW. Onyx number two by the, and I love this this art. It was hard for me to pick like an art winner this week, but this is definitely beautiful. Um, the storyteller creators, Gabriel Rodriguez and Chris Rael, and it's just, just gorgeous. And it's of this alien spore that's boring its way out into the earth in the, in the very far future where we're all overpopulated and resources are dwindling to a minimum. And there is this ROM-like alien in an awesome spacesuit that's coming to save the day because it destroyed her planet. And this shows an introduction to a new character. Uh, oh, by the way, the, uh, 
Gabriel Rodriguez art and in this is just gorgeous so, so detailed in this cartoony style that he has he loves the color blue blue is everywhere it's my favorite color but this spore will infect our very few animals left on the planet in this series and turn them into these crazy mutations that walk around talk and have crazy claws and spikes and it's just insane and our main character in this awesome rom like suit has to help out but she's not completely invulnerable this introduction of this new bad guy looks like Brainiac from the Hulk because he had just this exposed brain and these strange tendrils that are going and keeping his mouth open. Creepy! Um, has the ability to make the spore drain energy from electronic devices and that affects our main character. Not doing well. And I love they have like halo-like blades on our main character. That slice and dice. So it's just a lot of fun. Well drawn. This evil spore's taken over the earth, and uh, we need this alien to help us out. So that's my number five, Onyx by IDW. Number four is Suiciders by Vertigo. Suiciders number six, uh, art by all the right, written artist and cover artist Lee Bermijo and Matt Hollinsworth on colors. This is really gritty looking, really realistic. And ultimately, this made Pick of the Week because of its sort of massive twist. And of course, spoiler alert for everything, um, which goes without saying, I do review comic books. But this shows this this Los Angeles in the future. Vertigo loves doing the dystopian, apocalyptic future, as Image does. And it's a tale of two stories. One's drawn in the past, which is orange, and then one's drawn in the now, which is blue. And for the longest time, you think they're two different characters. The one in the now future is this augmented gladiator with all these uh, strange robotic appendages, etc. And he's the top of the top, most popular, richest person ever created in this, this gladiator arena. And you thought that the other story was coinciding at the same time, until this revelation. There's another character that is just starting in the gladiator arena and falls in love and has a kid and comes to find out the twist is is it didn't reveal until this that the other character is the same character that i thought that was smartly written because it took all the way to episode six to let you know that it's one and the same person when you sort of thought it was two stories this i thought they were going to meet each other maybe they were going to fight in this gladiator arena in this world where the gladiators rule all in los angeles in the crazy future but well drawn, that was a surprise. It's very rarely that a comic will completely surprise me. This did. I really thought there were two separate people. The, the guy in the one world has long brown hair. He seems even like bigger and most, more muscular. The guy in the current now is all with the augmentations and the metallic arms and legs and short, dark brown hair and even of smaller build. But they show here towards the end that uh, he has surgery done in his face, tattoos removed, etc. And... Now we still don't know why does he have all these appendages. Were they just installed upon him? Did he get in some crazy battle? But to be a number six and then, then just to, to kick in another gear, to find that sixth gear here, I'm in. I'm in till the end. I think there's going to be 15 of these. So that's my number four pick, Suiciders, number six. And my number three, uh, this has to be the art winner. I'll say it now. It is the art winner. My number three, The Legacy of Luther Strode. Written by Justin Jordan, art by Trad Moore. Love his art. And his style of art is like you're looking at the Matrix. 
It's the best way to describe it. There's bullet time, there's insane fast forward motions, and what he does with sort of energy and the conne- the connectivity of it, and it's just it's just gorgeous in the way he draws the bullets through the air. And on one panel, I'm looking at pink, orange, green, black, and red. It's just a rainbow of crazy colors, and this is where this evil man named Cain will send out this pamphlet called the Hercules Method. And when someone reads it, they all of a sudden get supernatural, crazy, superhero, strong powers, or the ability to do other sort of crazy things. This introduces us to a character that looks like Django, but he's not Django. <laughs> he has these crazy, like, sort of red pupils. That's insane. And our main character is just trying to find Cain that made him the way he is, to ask him why, or to have to, to answer, have his questions answered. And so he's on this sort of journey, and he just sort of randomly runs into a gunslinger. Looks like he walked, you know, out of the uh, the Old West. But he is uh, comes to save these three young girls that are going to be sold into some sort of sex slavery. So he's kind of a good guy, gunslinging, cigar-smoking, cowboy hat toting gunslinger and he he saves the day and then our our main character jumps in just wanting questions just wanting to know where kane is and it's just so beautifully drawn that it's that the story isn't heavy but that's where it becomes so solid is just the art is just gorgeous so that's why it's my my number three and it's just gorgeous legacy of luther strode number three image comics check that out my number two is a brand new number one. Fantastic. I, I, I love this. Headlopper. It's one of four. He does a couple of different things here where he says in the back that this is going to be a quarterly comic. So it's $5.99. It's by Image Comics. I want to say there's about 100 pages in this, so it's gigantic. And this is writer, artist, colorist Andrew McLean. And he gets a little help here, it looks like, from colors from Mike Spicer and even some extra help from Raphael Grandpa, who does some cover work and a little bit of art assistance. But this, uh, the best way to describe this is like a Lord of the Rings slash Hellboy, even has some, like a Samurai Jack feel to it. So if you like any of those, grab this. He is a, they call him Headlopper, but he prefers to be called, I think it was Norgal. Yeah, just call him Norgal when everyone he knows he's known as Headlopper. Because he walks around with a witch's head. This indestructible witch's head that actually talks to him. The witch head is a, is, she's a smart aleck. She's always just giving him grief, giving him a hard time. Headlopper is like Gandalf, but with gigantic muscles. Beautiful white flowing beard. He's just an adventurer. He's out to make his fame and fortune, fulfilling bounties, etc. And it's it's just a lot of fun. He's he's killing purple sea monsters here, uh, and <laughs> and he's going back to the villages to get paid. And people are kind of always screwing him over, so he has to kind of rob a priest here. And, the, and there's a lot of humor written into it, and it's just a lot of fun. It's it's action packed. It's adventurous. There's extremely very little dialogue, so it's a quick, easy hundred page read. Hundred page read. You're introduced to the dastardly evil villain in this who is on this council of this of the, of the king the right hand man of the king which has that lord of the rings feel to it and 
there's a plot to, to bring him down. And uh, because they feel that he's one that could arrive to the throne one day or something because of his awesome ability to save lands, etc. So it's just fun. It's just action-packed. There's a character at the end, or maybe brother-sister, or two sort of avatar-looking characters we're introduced to in the end. So it's just a lot of fun. Uh, it's it has it very much reminds me of Mike Mignola's sort of art style on Hellboy, and it's colored really well. It's very simple, cartoony style. It's um, just about all ages. I mean, there's a little hack and slash stuff gore, but I'm going to be recommending this for sure. It's uh, my number my number two pick. I mean, close to the number one pick. Headlopper, Image Comics, number one of four, quarterly at five ninety nine. Different. I like that. And finally, my number one pick of the week. And I gotta tell you, it was 14 comics this week, and they were all heavily solid. And matter of fact, my number five, I had the hardest time. It was easy to pick my five, but hard to pick the number one of five. They all honestly could have been a five-way tie. They were all so good. But Deadly Class just edged them out, and that's my number one pick. Deadly Class, number four, number 16. And this is done by the team of... Uh, Rick Remender, and oh, the art is just beautiful by Wes Craig, and let me tell you, it's um, this is kind of a messed up story. It's one of those stories where I, I, I don't find myself liking a lot of the characters. You sort of want them all to go down in flames. It's kind of like watching a villain book. I don't know, there's this assassin school, and you think, okay, an assassin school, but they're, they're, they're just horrible. They're killing, and there's this sort of Flash Thompson-like character that tells our our main character, who um, is just very emo, very angsty, very, he just doesn't like the system, and he's perfect for assassin school. But anyway, this Flash Thompson says, hey, I know you guys were leaving school and going on a murderous rampage and taking drugs and such, and I'm going to turn you in. And it's like, well, this is an assassin school. What are the rules in this assassin? Yeah, who knows? Will they even care? They're on a killing spree and just going on this revenge killing spree of people that have, that have done them wrong in their lives. Well, he decides that, okay, he can't have Mr. Flash Thompson, blondie-looking guy, tell on him. So he's going to take him out. And he puts a silencer on a weapon. He's chasing around the action scene there with these light blues and oranges. And it's just drawn so well. The action's so laid out and moves so quickly. And he, and he tries to take... The Flash Thompson character out in the shower, and it just all goes wrong. And there's he's falling all over the place, and then there's running and shooting, and they're taking innocent bystanders out, and it's just an insane mess. And then there's like an announcement on the school, on the, the school speaker saying, "Head to the main auditorium for an announcement." And then their head principal is the Monopoly guy. He looks, he just kind of reminds me of him, <laughs> and he just announces in, in that you all are rats. And it's time to kill the rats. He basically is unleashing them to take each other out. And who's left over will graduate? Will move on to the next level or something? I don't know. But it's a mess. It's so beautifully drawn. I sort of want you, you sort of want everyone to be wiped out. But it's it's just so all over the place that it was. A, and it was, I guess it was just the action here was really conveyed really well. And it just made it a lot of fun and easy to read. Not heavily, not heavily um, dialogued as well. But there you go. There's my top five. 
And wow, how much fun, I tell you. Thank you for, for being along for the ride. Thanks for following and liking and retweeting and posting, etc. At Sunspots Comics on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And I just appreciate you looking at our website when you can. Sunspotscomics.com and ZombieDestroyers.com And please write in. I want your recommendation on a comic book so I can give away a cool Batman toy and I'll show a picture of it soon. It's pretty cool, the Batman toy I want to give out. So write me. Make that recommendation, comic book recommendation to Chris at SunspotsComics.com And so enjoy yourself. Hope you have a good rest of the day, rest of the evening, rest of the night, rest of the week, rest of the month, all that good stuff. And again, I'm your host, Chris Latori. Thanks for listening. And also, don't forget, and don't leave home without... International on these niggas, man. Respect the fly shit. We out here, beloved. INS, man. Hey, yo, seven, spin that back one time. Yeah. Like this, man. I'm lights out, sort of like closing time. I body your soul and leave you with the open mind. Skywalker with the force, call me Zarfons. Going and blowing from the start like car bombs. Rubber grips on the cordless, applaud this girl's behaving badly. I call Lucy Lawless. I'm on it. Broadcast live from ground zero. Coach, your savior, label the town hero. Yeah, your boys lost from the coin toss. Know the slogan, can't beat them, better join force. In the hood, like shitty apartments. Hate me now on some bitty and nah shit. City of God shit. Marvin, fedoras, and cigars lit. Face star, rock the block like a cow roaring. You talk about green, son, I'm Hal Jordan. It's some sort of mind control. Troll, troll. Already. I got money in my jeans, killer in my blood For shit like this, yo, I kill it like I feel a slug Rappers wanna feed off my buzz, I don't need all them hugs You my dog, right? Eat off them rugs I made G's off the thug shit, even though I'm on my grown man Walk around, hold the hand of my son shit You can't spit that fun shit without having a punch shit We run shit, murder with words, not on some gun shit I'm low down, dirty and deceitful Landlord kicked me out the crib, said his residence was evil My face don't deserve to be sketched on an easel It belongs on a mountain next to legendary people I'm lethal, saw face, someone that the cops avoid But killing y'all since Dick Fury was a cockazoid Mine's brilliant, but it's twisted like the thoughts of Freud Load out, kiss the canvas like you box with Floyd Uh, I body rappers automatically And leave them deader than my iPhone battery Got to get to some place where I can plug in my extension cord And recharge an electrical outlet can he find one in time? Standing right here next to the Ninja Turtles, we got Raphael and Donatello. And the the Foot Stinks. Party van, party bus, Ninja Turtle bus. Pretty awesome. I wonder if they actually talk. That'd be awesome if they said us something. Let's get in here and say hello to, to Raphael. How's it going, Raphael? Sunspots Comics. Hit me. Hit me. Sorry, I know you can't see me. Hit me. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. 